0: Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good
1: morning. Good morning.
0: Christ is risen. He
1: is risen indeed.
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yep. Yeah, Easter.
1: It was great to hear little Maddie say that yesterday. when yeah. we came home and I think he said it probably three or four times from the back of the patio. Which yeah, I thought he, was, was, really he cute. was like, can I yell it? Yeah.
0: From the back of the patio. And he was, so. You are, if you don't know, our neighborhood is kind of, our neighbors are close. They're very close. Yes, we yeah. have uh-huh. people. So we, um, he yelled it to the neighborhood. Yeah, it was yes. totally cute. Yes, and Johnny was very excited about it in church too. He was very loud and the other siblings were embarrassed.
1: Well, that's a good sign. I know. Yeah, that's we always embarrass sign. people. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm um so let's just recap a little bit we're gonna finish up uh seven deadly sins today we're we're gonna do wrath and pride Mm -hmm. just because we were hoping to be be done during lent with this but we actually took a week off so that didn't happen but anyways before we do that let's just recap um lent and how it all went our practices and stuff and then easter and we'll go on
1: yeah, yeah. So Lent, you know, uh, I'd say overall Lent went very well, at least for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the good news is I, I managed to lose 10 pounds, which is always yes. nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: We both lost some weight giving up alcohol yeah. and fasting, but yeah. we'll talk about that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, you know, for so physically I gave up uh, alcohol, I gave up sweets, and then I fasted once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then spiritually I took on the reading of a 570-page <laughs> uh, systematic theology book. And then I also took on an extra devotion. And then I, I also learned... <laughs> Morning and evening prayer both. Uh, And so by the end of Lent, I I realized I had taken on too much. Way too much. Way too much. Way too much. Which is,
0: this is why we're talking about it as a lesson to be had here. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I would have done something like that halfway through, I would have given up. But yeah. you are a different personality type. No,
1: no. Once you know, once you make a vow, you got to you got to follow it through to the bitter end. Right. And it was it was uh yeah, it was definitely it was burdensome. I definitely took on too much, mm-hmm. and so I'm hoping that you know, I I will not make the same mistake next year. Right. Instead well, of taking of, on like six things, just take on two. Yes, you've you know? definitely got to
0: right. not make the mistake. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about our fasting too. We might change that. But um part of it is, you know, we have older children now, and mm-hmm. so like the bedtimes get kind of pushed back. I mean, we go to bed before our older teens yeah. for sure but you're you were trying to sing evening prayer every night so you were like hiding in like i would like go to bed and i would hear you like right. singing in the closet yeah like because <laughs> there was nowhere to right, go
1: I would, I would like literally go to the closet <laughs> and do my evening prayers it was kind of ridiculous it
0: was your prayer closet yeah but yeah. it was late and you were tired and yeah it was so yeah too much
1: yeah i definitely took on too much and, mm-hmm. and that you know that's a good that's lesson a good lesson. yeah uh, that's a good lesson so i made a note to myself in my journal and hopefully next year i won't be quite so ambitious
0: okay and then yeah. also, um, our fasting, we were mentioning, yeah. um, we this year decided to go from Tuesday night dinner, which we eat dinner at like five o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, or like when you're home, right. 5.15, something like that. We eat very early. We always have. Um, and then we didn't eat all the way till Thursday breakfast, right. which is like seven or eight. So. It was basically a, like close to a forty-hour fast each week, which is probably why we lost extra weight yeah, with yeah. the alcohol as well, <laughs> yeah, giving exactly. up alcohol. Um, but that was fairly difficult.
1: It was, yeah, it was, it was quite difficult. And uh, I have found from experience, you know, I've done twenty-four-hour or one-day fast a whole bunch of times,
0: right? Which is like two meals, so which it's not, is, you know, right. yeah.
1: And then you know, I've done like three-day fast a whole bunch of times. And I've done seven-day fast a couple times. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is that we had. Um, we kind of hit like the, not the sweet spot, but the sour spot. You're right. That's right. You know, 24 hours is good, Mm -hmm. but then kind of between like days two and three in a fast is when your hunger pangs really start to kick in and your body tells you, Hey, Hey, you know, you might want to eat now. Pay attention to me. Right. And then after about day three, those hunger pangs subside so that, you know, like a a fast of five or seven days is actually not all that hard because you're over the hill. Uh, but boy, you know, like week in and week out, we just were,
0: Doing the worst of we it. We were landing
1: in that, that <laughs> sour spot every single time. So it was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a great point because people who do, and you've done the longer ones, mm-hmm. people who do uh, routinely do the longer ones, that's exactly what they say. I hadn't thought of that, that like days two and three are yes. really tough, but you get over that hurdle yeah. and your body just decides, well, guess what? It's not, you're not going to feed me. So right. I might as well deal.
1: Exactly. It's kind of like running. You know, when you, mm-hmm. yeah. the first 10, 15 minutes when your heart is getting up to speed, those are the hardest. Yep. But then once your heart is up to speed, you can just kind of cruise. True. True. Uh, something so too with fasting you know your your body is saying hey you know feed mm-hmm. me feed me feed me and then when it realizes you're not going to it just kind of gives up right so right. but unfortunately we were uh we you
0: know, <laughs> we made the great decision we would to like just... run to the top of the hill and then
1: stop you know <laughs> week after week after okay. week so it was pretty rough yes
0: but it was good it was good for both of us and it yeah. was i mean it was hard but that's always good and um and we did it so we just sure. learned some lessons here and we'll see what happens next year but we hope that Um, Whether or not you did all your Lenten things or whatever, we Mm -hmm. hope that you were able to joyously celebrate the resurrection of Jesus yesterday at church, and we certainly did, you had a great sermon. If you want to hear it, you can go to stjohnlutheran.com and then you just go to the live stream And the most recent stuff appears at the top. And you can go back a long ways, but if you the most recent stuff is at the top and then it's the whole service. So if you just want to hear the sermon, you know, you just scroll over.
1: Yeah, just kinda scroll and you'll see me up there for about fifteen minutes or so.
0: Yeah. But it's called Unmasked, so it's very relevant. And it's talking about how the Easter story both unmasked us and God. I liked that. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. It was yeah, very good. it
1: was one of those where the, the idea, uh, that was a sermon built around a single idea, yep. you know, being unmasked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got to tell you a little, little bit of the background. Now, you know this, but I well, you know, yeah, I really I struggled with it. You know, I mm-hmm. had, uh, I, I thought it was a really good idea, you know, when I came up with it a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a really good idea last week when I revised it, and mm-hmm. then you know, Saturday night I went to memorize it. And I thought, "What in the yeah, world?" am i like thinking, it. you know, no, you weren't happy, uh, and I had to preach through it. Probably in the, the the ending there, you know, from the the crucifixion of Jesus on. I probably mm-hmm. had to preach through that a dozen times until I finally figured out what I, what it was I was trying to say. Yeah, well, you so, did. It was a slog, but it was well. Worth that's it, the evil know? one.
0: We've talked about this before. You there know. is spiritual warfare when you're you know when when you're serving the Lord and. You know, he wanted you to decide you didn't like it and be in despair. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, fortunately that's Mm -hmm. happened enough times that I kind of recognize that tactic. And so you just persevere through it.
0: Yes. Okay. And speaking of spiritual warfare, we also, before we get it, this is the last thing we're going to say. We got in two car accidents on Good Friday. Yeah, Yeah, crazy. On Good Friday. So um, I got rear-ended. Mm-hmm. And everything was fine, but um, that was annoying. And then Sam rear-ended
1: someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should talk about it. So you, you got rear-ended by a guy and what, what caused him to rear-end you?
0: He had a cat in the car, which jumped up into his lap. <laughs> and he was a sweet you know, 20-something uh, who was very shook oh, by this. Goodness. He was freaking out. His hands were shaking. Oh. I was very gracious to him and, and <laughs> loving. And he was uh, beside himself. Oh, that is um, just hilarious. Yeah. But anyways. Oh my goodness. Um, luckily, his car actually he was in a little car I'm in a forerunner. so he was his, his was damaged a bit mine mm-hmm. was not but um, Sam managed to damage somebody else's bumper pretty good he, he has a lawn business now and he drives around with a lot of equipment and a trailer and he didn't uh, compensate for that and he had a trailer yeah. on the back and he kind of I don't exactly know what yeah, happened well. but I'm sure he's, the insurance company will tell he'll, us. He'll tell us, and yes. he's paying for all of the stuff, yeah. so he'll learn the hard way yeah. what happens, but he's, uh, he's fine, and we're very thankful, and the other man is fine, although yeah. was very upset and was not gracious with Sam the way I was gracious with yeah. someone else. So well, what goes around does not always come no, around, but true. that is our Lent and our Easter, so let's jump into, do you want to do Wrath first or Pride? Let's do
1: Pride first. Okay. Let's okay, so the first. last two are Pride and Wrath, Pride and Wrath. And pride is the great granddaddy of them all. It is. You know, pride is considered the, well, original sin is its own thing, but, but pride is yeah. considered the, the primary sin. Sure. The, 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 first, in, the first in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason is because pride is what has caused the fall. And so there's a, a great, of course, we all know the story of Adam and Eve. Right. You know, that, that Adam, um, I'm sorry, that the devil tempted Adam and Eve, and the way he tempted them was through pride.
0: You know, mm-hmm. that,
1: for God knows that when, when you eat the apple, when you eat the fruit, then you will be like god knowing both good and evil. And so that's how he tempted Eve was this this idea to be like god that it's not enough to be uh, the crowning jewel of all creation which she was. Right. right? You know in a yep. sense kind of Adam was like human 1.0 and she was like 2.0 she was like the better version.
0: Yeah, right? that's right. Thank you for that. You're
1: welcome. Uh, and so she's the crowning jewel of all creation, you know, the only she and Adam are the only creatures made in god's image, not even the angels can claim that. Yeah. They have dominion over all creation. Uh, and yet that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. You know, that she wanted that little extra, wanted to be like God. Yep. So that's pride, mm-hmm. which causes the fall. And of course, there's a famous proverb, which comes from the Bible, from the book of Proverbs. Yeah. Pride goes before a fall. Right. right.
0: Didn't Shakespeare use that too? Or is that, did. did I make that up? Okay. Yeah. And so Shakespeare yes. is the
1: one who popularized it for us. Yes. Uh, but it does come from the book of Proverbs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the, the story even before that is Lucifer. And so there's a great mm. story. This is from uh, Ezekiel chapter 28. Okay. Now, you got to remember that in uh, by the time we get to the New Testament, the devil and Satan are clearly characters. You know that they they appear all over the place in the Gospels, okay. but they're hidden. They kind of show out little bits and pieces here throughout the Old Testament, and so here this is Ezekiel twenty-eight, and it talks about the fall of the devil, the fall of Lucifer. Okay. Remember that God created the devil is not a uh, the devil is not a god. He is not equal to God. Right. He is one of God's creatures. He was an angel created good. But then he chose his freedom to rebel against God. And so he became a fallen angel. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, Ezekiel 28 talks about that fall under the figure of the king of Tyre. So hmm. not Tyre not like on your cars, but what Tyre, T-Y? T-Y-R-E, which okay. was a, a city at the time. It says, you are the signet of perfection. This is Ezekiel 28. You are the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And on the day... You were created, they were prepared for you. You were an anointed guardian cherub, that is an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lost my son. Uh, I placed you, you are on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the phones. You were blameless in your ways from the day that you were created, so he's a created being, until unrighteousness was found in you. Mm. And so I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub. Uh, for your heart was proud, there it is, right? There it is, yeah. Because yeah. your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor, and so I cast you to the ground, and I exposed you before kings. And the idea here is that, and so that that's that's a, a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but behind the prophecy, behind the literal m- meaning of the prophecy, there's the symbolic meaning of the fall of Satan. And the idea is that you know Satan was created as God's one of God's angels, perhaps the most beautiful of God's angels, okay. but that he wasn't content with that. Uh, that he wanted to be like God himself, and so the name for him is Lucifer, which means light bearer. He's often compared to uh, the morning star, um, and that that idea that, if you know, if you get up on a, like I do, if you get up at dawn, you go out, there's, there's a time right before the sun rises where there's enough light that all the stars have disappeared from the sky, the sun has not yet come up, but there's the morning star, mm. it has the whole sky to itself. Mm-hmm. And that was Lucifer. I think he was okay. you know, the most beautiful of all the angels, but he wasn't content with that. He didn't want to be the morning star. He wanted to be the sun. And so it was pride that caused his fall as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: That was a good lesson about well, Lucifer. I know a lot of people don't know about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, it's Ezekiel 28. Mm-hmm. And of course, the great remedy to that mm-hmm. is, uh, is not humility. You know, not, not necessarily, well, it is humility. Well, it is humility. But I, I mean not humiliation. It's, oh, not, okay. it's not cringing and, you know, thinking of yourself more lowly than sure. you are. Uh, but as Paul says, thinking of yourself rightly, yeah, uh, and, the, and we are saved from pride through the humility of Jesus Christ. That's what we just celebrated, mm-hmm. right? That Jesus was was sinless. Jesus was perfectly sinless, uh, and yet He was willing to endure all of the the shame and the mockery and mm-hmm. the humiliation, and the abandonment of the cross right. for our sake. Yeah, uh, and Paul talks about it. He quotes a hymn in Philippians, which he himself did not. Um, Paul no. himself did not uh, write it, it was sung in the churches um, but that Jesus um, though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God as something to mm-hmm. be grasped but emptied himself taking the form of a servant and being found in human form was obedient to death even death, death on a on cross, the cross. Right? Mm-hmm. therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. Wow! yeah and so so we have the, the pride causes the fall and Jesus' humility causes us to rise. Right.
0: Yeah, because in James it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's right. And then that's, you're right, it, in other places it talks about, he who will be humbled will be exalted, and he who exalts himself will be humbled, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a flip, yeah, flippy
1: yeah, thing. Exactly. A, a flippy thing. A I flippy think that's thing. the technical term. Yes, yes. A flippy thing. Yes.
0: yes. But my yeah. biggest example of pride coming before a fall, I remember, I think I wrote about this in one of my little devotionals, but... um. When we we, were, we won the Ivy League title twice when I was playing hockey at Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to win it three times. I think it was, I guess it was my junior year because we won it my sophomore and senior year. My junior year, I think this is how it goes. I can't remember um, which year it was. But anyways, we ended up somebody. I think it was my dad bought already hats for us that said like Ivy League oh, champs. Oh boy! And we ended up losing to Cornell in like a freak loss. Um, and so the hats had to be returned. <laughs> that's, that's pride goes before a fall. Yeah. We're too proud. <clears throat> yeah,
1: that's funny. That's a good story. Yes,
0: it happens. Um, okay. So that's a lot about pride. Yeah, that's a Do lot we, about yeah. pride.
1: And so we got some about wrath. Okay. Are we Ooh, going under wrath? Yes, okay. A little, so the, the last and final one that we're going to talk okay. about is, is wrath. And so first a definition, uh, wrath, um, Wrath is uh, is punishment and retribution for sin. So it's not oh, just anger. Really? Right? Didn't know that. Yeah. And so in a, in a technical sense, wrath is the punishment and retribution for sin. So it's not simply that you get mm. angry at somebody. Okay. Uh, but that you assume, and here's why it's a, a deadly sin. Okay. But that you assume for yourself the prerogative uh-huh. of meeting out divine retribution for that sin. Okay. And of course, it's something that only belongs to God himself. Hmm. And so here's a couple... Uh, dig my computer over here and so here's a couple um examples of it this is from uh revelation the book of revelation chapter six mm-hmm. uh, and so it's chapter six we'll pick it up with verse 15 and then the kings of the earth it's talking about the last judgment okay and the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich people and so on they will hide themselves in the caves and among rocks of mountains Uh, hiding themselves from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand. Mm -hmm. And so wrath is something that belongs to God. Uh, And then here's another example. This is from um, Romans chapter two. It's a little bit clearer. Romans chapter two. Come on you. Verse five. Chapter two, verse five. And so Paul writes, but because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's right, righteous judgments will be revealed. Okay. And so, again, wrath is a divine attribute. It's God's personal response to sin. Oh. That God hates sin. God despises sin. This is what I preached on yesterday, right?
0: Yes. That God
1: hates sin and despises sin because of what it does to us. Now, he loves the sinner. Sure. Right. God's personal response to the sinner is love. Mm-hmm. But his personal holy response to sin is is wrath. And so he wants to punish wrath. He wants to execute the retribution, restore the balances. Okay. And that's something that belongs to God alone.
0: Okay, so that makes a ton of sense because we've been kind of struggling with this a little bit in my Bible study that I'm teaching on Wednesdays because quite often when Jesus encounters sin and the hypocrisy and whatnot of the Pharisees, it appears that he's angry, mm-hmm. you know? And we kind of say like, but... That's sinful, right? And so, what you're trying, you're saying, not we're not equating sin with Jesus, but we're saying, why does he? What you know, this anger, we're not to be angry. Why is he showing this kind of? And someone brought up, um, well, it's kind of righteous indignation, Mm -hmm. which. That would be wrath. I think that if that would be God, that's yeah. that's Jesus doing it. So it's wrath in His case, and it's not the sin of anger. It's Him being wrathful at sin.
1: Exactly that you uh, know because He is I'm because He it. is sinless. Yes. you know, and I'm, I am not. And so, man, there have been many times in my life when I have committed the sin of wrath. Yeah, you know, uh, um, <laughs> presuming uh, yeah, you're just laughing at it because you can name about fifteen of them off the bat. Uh, but yeah, and so but you know Jesus is sinless. And so when okay, he when, when he, he is when he confronts yes. the sin of the Pharisees, uh, it is that it's God's um, just, pain, reaction just reaction to sin. Exactly. Yes. Okay.
0: Right. I like it.
1: Uh, and so here's another example. This is again from from Romans, Romans 12:19. So here's why wrath is such a sin. Uh, we'll start with Romans 12:17. Paul says, "Repay no one evil for evil. Mm-hmm. Give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all." If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with everybody. Mm -hmm. And here's the key thing. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, uh, vengeance is mine, I shall repay, saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so vengeance belongs to God. Wrath belongs to God. Final judgment belongs to God. It's okay for us to be angry and upset at sin, but wrath is when we exceed that boundary. Okay. Okay. Um, And we, you know, we take upon ourselves the prerogative to sit in judgment and say, you know, you are going to hell.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I like that.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. And so, uh, and so Paul, again, in Romans, you Mm -hmm. know, Paul talks about where God's final judgment is revealed to us. And of course, it will be revealed at the end of time, but it's also revealed on the cross. And so this is Romans uh, chapter five, verse nine. And Paul says this. Uh, since therefore we have now been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, much more shall we be saved by Jesus from the wrath of God. Ooh. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Mm. And so that's why the cross shows us both pride and wrath, and that it's it's Jesus' humility which saves us from the sin of, the sin of pride, that Jesus takes upon himself the sin of the whole world. Okay. And it's Jesus going to the cross as a sacrifice that the wrath of God, God's righteous judgment for sin is poured out Mm, upon him mm -hmm. instead of upon us. Mm. Uh, And so justice is meted out. Justice is done. And Jesus takes it on our behalf.
0: Mm. Amen. Amen. That's good. Okay. So we have concluded these seven deadly sins. Yeah, We have... uh, Tempted to avoid them during yeah, Lent, yeah, yeah. with some success and some <laughs> lack of, um, and we do not know what we will be coming back with in the future. But we will come back with something. We'll good. We'll come back with something yeah.
1: good. We got a week to think it
0: up. Oh yeah, we got so. time. So, anyways, we hope you have a wonderful Easter week. Don't forget the Easter tide season goes on all the way till what Pentecost.
1: Yes, so it's uh, it's 40 days from now till the ascension, when Jesus ascends into heaven. Okay. And then mm-hmm. uh, on the 50th day is Pentecost, yes. when the Holy Spirit comes down. Yes,
0: so we're so, still yeah. in Easter season, so we still <clears throat> are living the new resurrected life.
1: Yeah, and it's all the way up through uh, the last part of May, Yeah, so next good. seven weeks.
0: All right, well, we'll catch you next week.
1: Bye-bye.